Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Today, I wanna talk about something that every single one of you has felt, uh, both in, in a relationship that's not healthy for you and possibly out of relationships that are not healthy for you. But what I wanna talk about today is rejection. Isn't that a lovely word? Uh, rejection is a verb, and by definition, it's dismissing or refusing to accept something or someone. Okay, there's rejection everywhere. It is it's part of life. Uh, you might be rejected. The college rejects students. Um, your coworker might have got the promotion. You might have got turned down for a date. You might have planned on going out with your friends, and then they didn't give you the details, so you were the only one that didn't make it. Um, from my personal experience, you have to be you have to be four eleven to get on a Ferris wheel. Do you know how long it took me to get on a Ferris wheel? Okay, now that I'm shrinking, I probably should go get on as many as I can because there'll probably become a time again when I won't be able to get on a Ferris wheel. But oftentimes, the rejection that I'm talking about is a one-time thing. It's from a certain person, or it's a certain instance, or it's a certain situation, and rejection is painful. And it's embarrassing and it's humiliating and it it makes us feel bad and it can bring sadness and it can bring anxiety. Now, I would when I was doing um, when I was writing this, I did a little research. Psych Central basically says that on these one-time rejection type situations, uh, people documented that it took about from one to eleven weeks to get over it, depending on you know the level or how much it affected your life. And then after that. Each individual reported some growth from the rejection. Okay. Um, rejection is also an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a combination of maybe sadness, shame, grief, humiliation, discouragement, uh, when you are the one that is being rejected. Um, you know, we we really feel like we want to be accepted by others. We want to be approved of by others. We want to be good enough for others. And when we don't feel like that, the feeling of rejection is the emotion that we feel. We're social beings, um, especially if you're listening to my podcast, you're probably a very emotional being, which it makes a big difference how other people see you. Uh, we're social beings, so we're driven by accomplishments and approval and success and achievements, you know, and satisfaction. And rejection works against all of those. Social rejection um, on occasion is something that everybody is going to experience. Um, if I would sit down and think about how many times I have felt social rejection, it was probably a lot. Now, that being said, most of the time when you feel rejected, when you look back on it, you can say something like, oh, well, something better was in store for me, or everything happens for a reason. And now I understand, or I didn't get that promotion because I didn't know this one was coming down the line. Like a lot of times we can look back and see, oh, you know, I understand why that didn't really work out. Um, rejection in a relationship can look a lot different. Now being rejected for a date or being rejected, you know, by a breakup type of relationship situation, 
those are rejection type situations where you can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, now when we're when we talk about being rejected continually on an ongoing basis um, for a manipulative purpose, we're talking about someone who is who is in an emotionally abusive relationship or a toxic relationship, and the rejection is a tactic. Okay, why is it that we feel rejected? more than we feel more than we feel accepted in a toxic relationship well let's think back to the beginning of the relationship you know the beginning of the relationship normally not 100% of the relationships but normally they were very accepting of you they were very approving they loved everything about you they really made you feel good enough they they empowered you to be yourself because they they put forth the facade that they really liked you for who you were and that made you feel confident. It made you feel accepted. And that made you feel really good, right? Um, you would not be listening to my podcast right now if you still felt that way. So what changed? You know, how did it go from everything they ever wanted to I can't do anything right? And how did it go from, you know, this is the dream relationship to you're not trying hard enough? How did it go from, you know, feeling cared about and pleasing and being able to take care of them on all levels to not a shred of approval. So let's go back to what the toxic personality needs. Now I've said this several times on the podcast. And as soon as you understand kind of a little bit more about what the toxic personality needs, it's much easier for you to understand your role in this relationship. They feel more secure in themselves when they have the attention of others, okay? They feel most secure when you're putting time into them, you're putting energy into them. Other people are putting time and energy into them. People are paying attention. They feel better in a relationship when they control when they can control others. They can control your schedule. They can control who you hang out with. Control makes them feel more secure. When they have power over you or power over other people. Now, in the beginning, they were showered with your attention and your admiration because it was the beginning. And you were showering them with attention and admiration that was positive because they were very accepting of you. And, and you were very feeling very good and healthy and proud of who you were at the beginning of this relationship. Um, your full-time attention was on them, but it doesn't sustain because when we're feeling good about ourselves and we're feeling accepted, we feel very secure in ourselves. We're confident when we know that we're accepted by those that, that love us. And when you're secure in yourself, you put more time and more attention and more energy into yourself and into your own life. That's what creates independence. Independence and self-security come from what you put into your own life. All of you can relate that when you stop putting time and energy into your own life, we feel insecure, correct? When, when they are unaccepting, the security you have in yourself is going to go away, making us strive for acceptance again. And the minute we start striving for acceptance, our attention goes back to him, back to them. Now, a healthy relationship is two independent people that work very well together, not two people that are dependent on each other. And you being independent because you're feeling confident, because you're being accepted, is a threat to their control and their security. 
So as time goes by, on the, the independence starts changing. You start getting independent because you're feeling accepted. They start feeling insecure because your attention and your time and energy is not on them. And so guess what happens? They pull out the rejection card. Okay, they quit giving acceptance and approval. And immediately, the minute you feel unaccepted or unapproved of, your self-security goes down. We are fed by the things we put into our own life and the things that we're proud of and the things that people are proud of us for and feeling accepted by others. So the minute they disapprove of us and they make us feel rejected, our attention goes off of us back onto them so that we can once again do what we need to do, take care of them, be everything that they expect us to be so that they'll accept us again. So we're just good enough, right? Acceptance equals security in yourself, which is going to then lead to independence in yourself. Okay, the minute, the minute you start being independent and you start doing your own thing, there's too much time, there's too much energy and there's too much attention going on you. It's going to decrease the self-security in the toxic person. Now there is a podcast episode um, that talks about the seesaw of self-security within a toxic relationship. When they feel secure, you are going to feel insecure. And when you start feeling secure in yourself, that's a threat to their security. So they're going to pull the rejection card or the criticism card or something in order to make you feel bad about yourself, to feel unaccepted. So your security level goes down, which will make theirs come up again. So they pull the, re the rejection card, which immediately decreases the security you have in yourself. It decreases your independence. It decreases the things that you've been putting into your own life, and it increases the attention that you put on them. Why? Because we want to be accepted. And we put our attention on them in hopes of rebuilding the security we have in ourselves by them accepting us. Our independence was lost. We gained it by them accepting us. We felt good about ourselves when we were accepted. We feel more independent. We feel proud of ourselves. They're threatened by us feeling proud of ourselves. They reject us. We quit doing what we need to do so that we can feel accepted again. Now we are in the cycle of acceptance and rejection. And acceptance and rejection both get their attention. Okay, a toxic person does not care if the attention on them is positive or negative. Okay, they're gonna, they're gonna accept and reject us according to their need of self-security. And they're going to continue to do the acceptance rejection cycle. So our attention is always on them. Now, now you ask, why would they want negative attention, right? Well, when you're feeling accepted and things are calm, our attention wanders. We're safe. As soon as our attention wanders, they must recapture it. So they're going to criticize us. They're going to ignore us. They're going to pick a fight. They're going to blame us. They're going to accuse us. And the minute that happens, where does our attention go? It goes on them. It goes to them because that's our nature. We feel good when we're accepted. When we're not accepted, we don't feel good. So we immediately put our attention on whatever we think is going to make us feel good about ourselves and good enough again. What is your first reaction when you accidentally let go of a healing helium balloon? Right? We, we frantically try and grab it. Now, if you're fast enough, you can grab it. But I was never fast enough and mine always got away. Um, in rejection, it's kind of the same thing. If, 
if the toxic personality, um, the emotionally abusive personality can say something or do something to make you feel rejected, they know that you feeling rejected makes you feel insecure and you're going to immediately hang on tighter, okay? We don't hang on to us. We don't hang on to our jobs. We don't hang on to our workouts. We don't hang on to any of that when we're feeling insecure. All of our attention goes on them. And when our attention goes on them, they feel more secure. And now we all know, this is also a podcast episode, the treadmill of unrealistic expectations. You, you start seeking approval and you're not really going to get it. You're going to continue, continue, continue striving to change and do what they want so that you're accepted. But on the small chance you feel some acceptance, you'll start being independent, which then is a threat, which then kicks in the rejection cycle. The toxic person is going to continue to reinforce that rejection in order to keep your attention. Um, you know, when when I left my left my former relationship, I didn't talk to my family. I didn't have any hobbies. I I did nothing for myself because the minute I would put time or energy into myself, I was being selfish. Okay, they use the I'm being you're being selfish card to make you feel bad for being independent and taking care of yourself. When you're taking care of yourself, it's what it's the cycle we just talked about. You're feeling good, your security level is high, which makes them feel insecure. So they're going to tell you that you taking care of yourself is selfish. That way they get more of your attention. Um the rejection thing was was tricky for me for a long time because I didn't really understand it. And I am one that has has the emotional personality that that wants to be accept, accepted. You know, rejection is painful. And the rejection I went through I lost my confidence. I lost my self-worth. I lost my self-esteem. And and now looking back, it has caused a lot of other, you know, emotional and physical stuff from me continually trying harder and trying harder and beating myself up for not being good enough. In an emotional abusive relationship, rejection is used manipulatively in order to steal our attention from our own life so they can have our attention. This is when our identity was lost. This is when my identity was lost. That constant seeking approval. I gave up everything of my own. I gave up values. I gave up, I gave up everything that was about me so that I could be accepted by them. You know, trying over and over to regain approval that we're not going to get causes us to abandon ourselves. We will abandon ourselves for the sake of acceptance from the toxic person. You know, I just told my daughter last week that I wouldn't change anything about my past um, because I've been able to help so many people and I love this job and I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I did say if I could change one thing, it would have been to not change myself in hopes to get accepted by somebody who had no intention of ever accepting me. Okay, so if you're one that feels that cycle of rejection and acceptance, it is a manipulative cycle. You know, they, they expect you to be independent, but give you zero opportunity to do that. And then use the fact that you don't have any opportunity to be independent and be secure because they continually throw the rejection card at you pulling your attention off of you back onto them. And we, we often have to hear how insecure we are. Well, we're never allowed to have the time and energy to put into ourselves. So we can never really build up that, that security. They created the insecurity and then they're upset that we're insecure, right? Yet they're upset that we're insecure, but they 100% are going to keep us 
in an insecure situation. Okay, that was the part of the podcast that I wrote. Now I'm going transparent on you. Um, that continual feeling of rejection and the continual cycle of wanting to be accepted, that will carry on after a toxic relationship. And as you know, because I always say it, I'm, I'm 15 years out of a toxic relationship in my life. And I still go through cycles. I go through cycles of where I feel insecure. I feel I go through cycles where I feel like I have to be dependent on somebody else because I can't do it myself. And always when I go through those cycles, guess what? I'm not doing what I should be doing to take care of myself. I've let my exercise routine fall off and I've been eating crappy. Maybe I've been having a few too many cocktails on the weekend. Um, my friends asked me to go do stuff and I'm like, eh, no, I don't want to do that. All the things that make me me, I quit doing. Then I start feeling insecure. Okay, when I start feeling insecure, I start grasping for that helium balloon. I start grasping for somebody to approve of me because right now I'm not doing anything for myself that I should be proud of. So if I can grasp on and somebody else can be proud of me and somebody else can make me feel accepted, then I feel better about me not doing what I need to do to take care of me. And I'm actually having this um, in my relationship right now. I, as you know, 15 years out, I did 12 years that, that I did great. And the last couple of years, because I didn't really know how much I had to deal with things, I just thought, like all of you, if we just stuff it down and then we get distracted, we've taken care of it. Yes, well, I have had a, a very blunt reality that, no, it has to be taken care of because if you stuff it down and just stay busy and work really hard and do a lot of social stuff and, and just be the busy bee and pretend that you've dealt with it, it doesn't go away and it's going to surface. And I have some stuff surfacing right now. And um, you guys, if you've lived, listened to the podcast with my husband, you've all heard how supportive he's been. Okay, I'm having to change some things because I have some residual stuff coming up and I'm having a lot of triggers. So now he feels like he has to watch what he says and he feels like he has to, you know, word things correctly and he has to do this right and he has to do that right. And and if he doesn't and I have, you know, an episode or I have a trigger, guess who feels rejected? He is trying so hard to help me and to support me. And when something bad happens, as hard as he's trying, he feels rejected. Guess who feels like he's in a toxic relationship right now? He does. And it took me, you know, writing some of this stuff and teaching for me to go, oh my gosh, I always announce everybody has the ability to be toxic. We all have toxic traits. And, and when I start feeling insecure, I start clinging to him, hoping his approval will make me feel better. Right. And even though I know my self-security comes from the stuff that I do. In turn, what I've been doing is I've been asking him to really help me through this. And then when I have an episode anyway, or I have a trigger sneak up on me anyway, he feels like he's not helping enough. And it's horribly embarrassing for me because I cannot believe that I'm making him feel rejected because I'm leaning on him for a feeling of self-security and approval. So I'm doing a full-blown, turn my life upside down, revamp thing, because I don't want him to change. I don't want him to change, but I will tell you, I really wanted somebody to help me through this. I wanted somebody to understand, just like all of you. And over the last several months, I've realized 
It is not his job. He will support me however he needs to support me. But me dealing with the stuff from my past relationship is 100% my responsibility. I can't put it off on him and expect him to say the right words and do the right thing. And then I'll do better and be able to avoid triggers. No, this all needs to be addressed. And I'm, I'm taking responsibility for it. And I'm going to allow him to be him because I, I love him for who he is. And here I'm the one making him responsible for me to feel secure when I go through these episodes. Now, how fair is that? And I feel like I need to tell people this because those of you who are out, I didn't know this would happen. He's the love of my life. I had no idea that someone that I could love so much, I could make feel rejected. And when I think about how I feel when, when I feel rejected, it's terrible. And I feel so bad. So I need, I need to clean up my act and take responsibility. And those of you who are still in the relationship, I know it is very hard for you to be able to put time and energy into yourself when you've got that toxic person there always poking you in the forehead for your attention. But the, the reason you feel like you're not being you is because that attention rejection cycle is, is used by the toxic person to always keep our attention on them. It creates somebody who is not independent. It creates somebody who does not have any type of security in themselves. It creates somebody who's not confident in themselves because we never get approval. It creates somebody who has a very low self-esteem, has a lot of self-doubt, is pretty sure that life is going to be gloomy no matter what. And um, I had a I had a not gloomy life for a long time. And then because I didn't deal with some of these things, I'm having episodes of gloom. But I always say when I have to peel back a layer, you guys have heard me say this, I know it's because I'm supposed to be the best person I can be for this job that I'm doing um, so that I can help you guys and I can lead you guys and I can tell you guys what it's like coming down the pipes. And so I also know that this is this is part of it. This is part of the stuff that you guys are going to need from me. And um, I'm working very hard at putting myself back in a place where I'm feeling secure. And you guys are a huge encouragement for that. I always love my work regardless of of how the other things are going on in my life. You guys give me purpose. And whenever I'm involved with this or the community that I that I have online or um, the support group that I have on Facebook, that makes me feel secure. And that's where I need to put my energy is into myself. And we're going to attract the people that accept us. 